the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I'm on, baby. This is Dr. Bill. Are you there, Ken? I am, sir. How are you? Welcome back and welcome to the show and uh, welcome me back and welcome, well, welcome everybody. I hope you guys are all doing well out there, playing a little bit of uh, uh, Baby Come Back and I've texted Ken before the show. I said, I miss Trump. <laughs> Bring him back. I tell you, um, uh, I'm just, I'm appalled at the way these people are behaving. These Democrats, they're just, they're clueless. They're clueless. It's sad, really. It's sad. It's a power grab. It's a money grab. They're grabbing everything they can because they know it's only going to last about a year and a half. Well, I hope you're right. And uh, I hope that we can get both the House and the Senate and uh, kind of force this administration to just behave for the last two years. But we'll see what happens if they don't get us into a war first, you know, they're well, yeah. when you talk tough and you, but you don't do anything, then people will run all over you. But now if you just talk softly with a big stick in your hand, you know, people will pay a little bit more attention to you. You tell them, Teddy, you tell them, <clears throat> you tell them, baby. That's yeah. our man, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. That was his uh, thing. That was his big yeah. thing. That's right. Speak softly and carry a big stick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wilson didn't like him and undid everything that Teddy tried to do and tried to keep us out of World War I, but that didn't work very well. Now, did it? Not at all, no. Oh, apparently Woodrow Wilson eventually had to pull us into the war or enter the war or whatever. At any rate, so, Ken, you got your vaccine. I did, yes, sir. I'm, I'm good to go. This pandemic almost over for me now. Good, man. So did you get the J&J? I got the J&J, yeah. I went out to the uh, old dog track off of Waters on, uh, on, in Tampa, and uh, there was nobody there. I mean, it was absolutely empty. I walked in. They asked me a few questions, showed them my ID. They gave me a shot. I sat around for 15 minutes, and they wished me luck, and I left. And uh, had a little bit of nausea after that for about the next 18 hours or so. Not Nothing too bad. It got a little severe there uh, the next morning, but... Uh, and uh, my arm still hurts. But other than that, I'm in good shape. Well, that's good. I mean, it shows that you're mounting an immune response if, you're, if your arm still hurts. And uh, it'll take a, a week or so to get, get gone. But, you know, pop an Advil or something, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'm a big boy. I can handle that. So, But, uh, you know, I want to tell everybody, listen, don't wait. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to get my doses from the, from the state health department. And if you can go to the dog track... Go get it. Uh, I know Raymond James was giving them out last week. I don't know if they're still doing it this week. They were doing it this weekend. I know that because I had an appointment there originally. And that uh, you know, it's it's so ubiquitous now. Don't wait. Go get it. And you say, well, I don't know if I want the J and J or if I want the Moderna or the Pfizer. 
just go get a vaccine wherever you can as quickly as you can. Now, some of my older patients, it's quite an ordeal for them to drive all the way over to Tampa to get a dose. So, But the CVS and I think Walgreens and Walmart and Sam's Club, a bunch of different places around St. Petersburg uh, are giving the doses. I know my next door neighbor got hers. So don't delay. Don't hesitate. Don't put it off. Go get that vaccine. Mine was a mine was a FEMA uh, uh, event, and, yeah, the, and I had a choice. I could have taken either one of them. Well, I'd take them both myself. <laughs> I could make sure I'm really immune. I don't think you're supposed to be doing that, Doc. But... Oh, you're not? Oh, no. Okay. Then I won't do that. Just get one or the other. All right, so listen, the AstraZeneca, apparently there's a big to-do over in Europe because 20 people have developed uh, uh, thrombotic syndrome where they're forming blood clots, and uh, some of these clots are in the uh, the cavernous sinus, which is the big venous system that drains the brain. Mm-hmm. And so apparently there have been a handful of deaths, nine cases of people died from this. And so the big the big uh, uproar is, is this being caused by the vaccine? Well, you know, we have much better diagnostic techniques now than we did 20, 30 years ago. And we're probably missing a lot of cavernous uh, sinus thrombosis, which are clots in that vein, in that venous system that drains the brain. And I was looking online to see what the incidence is. And there was a study out a year or two ago and uh, a couple of researchers, one in Florida and one in New York, uh, they they did some look backs and some look forwards, and they said well, the actual incidences are 20.2 cases per million uh, in 2014 compared to about 10 in 2006. They attribute this to better diagnostic abilities. And uh, so this is probably uh, uh, within the statistical margin because I think it was six or seven million people that were given the AstraZeneca and they had 20 or so uh, with a thrombotic syndrome with their platelets dropped and their clotting factors went up and uh, <clears throat> several of them got these clots in their brain, which of course is not good. Um, but AstraZeneca is saying, look, th- this is less than what happens in the average population. You've only got 20 in, in 6 million, whereas in the studies out of the United States, there's 20 per 1 million. So it's a lot smaller, uh, and it, it may very well just be normal. However, the interesting part of this is that it's occurring mostly in women under 55. So now we have to stop and think, is this related to the vaccine plus birth control, the vaccine plus smoking? Because birth control pills and smoking are both risk factors. <clears throat> and so it's something to think about. But it's certainly not enough to scare people away from uh, getting the vaccine. Uh, I, we don't have the AstraZeneca here. I think we shipped it out. <laughs> we took our <laughs> and gave them away. <laughs> don't you love our government? They're so they're so kind. Here, Uruguay, you can have these. <laughs> All right. Well, I suggested Johnson and Johnson if you can get it because it's just the one shot and you're done. Yeah, one shot, and you've got sixty five percent. Uh, immunity, total immunity, and the other 35%, even if you do catch the virus, you're not going to no die. That's right. And no deaths. Yeah. So it's just like getting a second dose if you get a mild case of the virus. So, <clears> hey, so I'm, I, up, I'm ready for that. I'll take the, I mean, I'll, I have to be sick for a couple of days. I have to be sick for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, and uh, 
and we don't even know what the long term is. That was just the short term, the uh, the four to six months that they were doing the phase three trials. So you may even end up with greater immunity as time goes by. And of course, this may wane over a number of years, but uh, you, you just don't know. I mean, you may come in contact with the virus and not develop a case of it, but it'll stimulate your immune system rapidly and you'll fight it off and you won't even know you, you've come in contact with it. So it's a good thing. You need to get it. But, and, but apparently I can't get rid of my mask yet, according to the well, CDC. I mean, you can, but but the, I think the problem is going to be if you don't wear a mask, then the guy next to you is going to say, well, he's not wearing a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. And he may not have gotten the vaccine yet. Mm, good point. So so it's it's very it's highly unlikely. And I know with the Moderna and the uh, the Pfizer, uh, you uh, 95% decrease in the ability to transmit the virus within three to four weeks after you get the, the second dose. So, um, and the, the big studies on that are coming out of Israel because the Israelis, uh, I think Pfizer made a deal with them. They said, hey, we need a big population to study and you guys are what, 20 million or something like that. I forget how big they are. They're not that big of a country, 10 million. And so the, the Israelis said, well, I'll tell you what, you give everybody a shot here and we'll get everybody in, in the study. So they've got millions of people in their study, and I think they're about 85 or 90 percent vaccinated now. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. But, you know, it's the smartest population on Earth. Uh, what are you going to do? That's the Jewish side of the family. But we're nervous. We're very nervous. That's that's the other problem. Of, along with that intelligence comes a lot of anxiety, and um, I'm very worried about everything. In fact, I worry about worrying. <laughs> You're worried about worrying. Yeah, you know, I was raised Catholic with a Jewish father, and so, you know, I, I fret like a Jew. I pray like a Catholic. I've got guilt squared. It's it's. <laughs> It's a horrible, <laughs> horrible way to live life. <laughs> yeah, with both those, the guilt has got to be pretty heavy. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be like having an, an Italian mother and, and a Jewish mother all at the same yeah. time. You know, you would never, ever escape the guilt. I <laughs> know. So at any rate, we've got this uh, incidence, low, very small incidence of clotting that may be related to the vaccine may not and we don't know there may be the same kind of problems with other vaccines over the decades but we just didn't have the diagnostic capabilities you know the mris have gotten a lot better and we're uh, a lot more we're a lot savvier you know we're a lot more attuned physicians to looking for these kinds of problems and, and when somebody comes into the er with a headache and you say ah oh, it's just you know migraine take your urimitrex and go home now we're we're getting CT scans and MRIs. Everybody gets scanned for every little thing. You know, you drop a BB on your toe and we x-ray it. And uh, it's, but th that's okay because it's increasing our knowledge bank, if you know what I mean. We're, we're being more and more um, proactive, I should say. Plus the media, is so, the media is so focused on this uh, particular issue everywhere and any little deviation from what they think is normal is going to make big news yeah and and it should oh my my facebook streaming it stopped i don't know what happened oh no <laughs> your radio's still going though radio's still going so if you're with us we're on 860 a.m wgul and you can catch the show live on air at drbillradiomd.com click listen live or you can go to our our station and uh, uh click listen live there so who knows 
the shadow do, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to re reboot that Facebook page and see if I'm coming through. But Well, don't reboot me now. Oh, my God, I've lost my stream. Uh-oh. Oh, well, what are you going to do? See a urologist. That'll take care of that. Restream. I, I was using Restream. I don't know. I, I may, may have got the wrong service. I may have bought the wrong service, dude. I, I don't just, know. I'm all about radio. I don't do television, so. You don't do television. No. no. If I wanted to be on television, I would have gone to the television, Doc. You got to look too good. You got to look good all the time when you're on television. You know what? They say it's easier to go from radio to TV than it is to go from TV to radio because on TV, you know, it's little snippets and short uh, 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 feeds and cues, and, uh, you know, it's all scripted. And on radio, a lot of what we do is just flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Doc and I have never had a script ever. <laughs> we just start never. talking. We just start talking, man. And that's a lot. That's not easy to do, believe it or not, sometimes. I know. Yeah. So apparently now there's there's going to be uh, some some kind of uh, a travel pass that you can get to fly internationally that's being started by some of the airlines. Uh, the International Air Transport Association uh, on Monday started uh, something. Singapore Airlines and the Singapore to London route. Uh, the uh, the initiative is supposedly it's overdue that they are going to have a special pass so that if you're vaccinated or you're immune, I guess they're going to give you uh, the right to fly from Singapore to London. And of course, Singapore and London are, are very close financially. You know, a lot of the financial markets, big financial markets outside the United States and China are the Singapore-London uh, connection. And uh, so that's, that's important uh, that we have the ability to start moving around again. And it's very worrisome that, that we're not uh, being able to interact. I mean, that's, that's so fundamental to human nature and to commerce and trade and everything else. Are we going to create two different classes? They have vaccines and have not vaccines. Because I, I heard, was reading uh, earlier this week that Royal Caribbean is going to demand that everybody be vaccinated or you don't get on our boats. I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening. It's no. uh, it's really kind of a a tough situation. But I think in order to save the travel industry and to get us all moving again and interacting with each other, uh, we need to we need to get this opened up somehow. I mean, I, mean, I don't have a problem with with uh, the the cruise line saying if you're not vaccinated, you can't come on board because you know they have a financial interest they have to protect as well as providing a service to people. And you've been on a cruise. I mean, it's close contact. It really is with a whole bunch of people. So, Well, the problem is that you have these hallways that are, you know, you, two people can pass each other, but but there's no ventilation. It's, uh, it's, it's tight and, and enclosed. And, of course, if you're out by the pool or you're in the common areas, it's fairly wide open. But, you know, the ventilation is difficult once you get inside the, the passageways. Yeah. It's, it's a ship. Mm -hmm. It's a ship. Yeah. And... Uh, so it's easy to spread things around. And everybody's at the buffet. So Everybody's at the buffet coughing on each other and That's kids right. are sniffling and snarfling and I don't know, whatever kids do. So until, until we get to herd immunity, immunity, maybe it's a good idea for the cruise lines to do something like that. Yeah, yeah they need to. Yeah. And I don't have a problem uh, with, with the airlines saying you, if you want to fly internationally, you got to show that you've been vaccinated and uh, have a negative test. But I think that the 
one of the problems I, I foresee is that they want you to have a negative nasal swab within two days of traveling internationally. Well, if you've had the vaccine and the studies show that you're not you're not infectious, you're not contagious, you can't transmit it. It's it's sort of uh, redundant and and adds more cost to everything and time and effort. But hey, if that's what they want right now, I guess that's what we give them until they can figure it out. Yeah, we're definitely in a transition phase right now. So we are, and I, th- I think it's important to for everybody just to be patient and to uh, hang in there. We'll get there. We're getting there. And so the the scientists in uh, Europe say they found the link between the uh, clots in the brain that some of these women are getting and the vaccine. Apparently, it's uh, stimulating some immune response. But again, whether that would have happened in in, uh, the subset of population with or without the vaccine uh, is up in the air. And AstraZeneca is saying, well, you know, the incidence is lower than it is in the normal population. So. What are you going to do? I mean, uh, you, you have to. Uh, yeah, you can't wipe out the use of the vaccine if it's working for millions of people. Yeah, you have to put some uh, some common sense into this. Well, at any rate, we've kind of beat that to death. But uh, the the CBC, the Border Patrol, uh, they gave out statistics. And I heard one of the Democratic senators saying that there were more uh illegal border crossings under Trump than there were uh, so far under Biden. And so I looked at the statistics and he said 2019 was the worst year and there were 859,501 illegal border crossings. But what he failed to mention is that there were total enforcement actions of 1,148,000 compared to 683,018 and 647,000 in 20. So in 20, between uh, 2019 and 2020, the number of illegal encounters dropped almost in half, more than half, 405,000. Okay, so here, year to date, February to date, uh, January and February, there were 382,000 and 482,000 interventions. But uh, if we take 382,000 and multiply that times six, because what, two months is is one-sixth of a year, I think, right? That sounds right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's let's just round this uh, to, just say it's 300,000. That's 1.2 million. That's more than all of uh, fiscal year 19, which was 859,000, and that was supposed to be the worst year, according to this Democratic senator. So these guys are coming on TV and they're lying and misrepresenting left and right. They don't look at the facts. They don't quote anything. I don't even know if they're actually doing the research. They probably got uh, aides and, and, and assistance that uh, just give them all kinds of nonsense to say to make it sound like they're uh, aware and that their administration is doing a great job. No, they are not, Ken. They are not doing a good job. It's a mess. Well, I think what's really telling is they won't let the press in to any of these sites to, uh, you know, see how things are going. Well, no. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's criminal. It's unconstitutional. We're supposed to have a free press. We are. They should be. uh, They should be able to allow it in. I mean, what happened? I I, you tell me, Doc. (laughs) What? Were they sleeping on top of each other out there? I don't know what they're doing, but they don't want the press in there to see it. Whatever it is. I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't really uh, figure out. 
But what, what really amazes me is that half the country actually believes these people. They think that they're good people who are being honest with them. Well, I think that number is going to be eroded away very quickly. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to have some faith that, that my sisters may not actually be brain dead or have blood cavernous <laughs> sinuses or something. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm worried about them. It just it is worrisome. It is. I mean, when your own family, when when they when when they're ranting and raving, angry, uh, you know, it's. It's kind of like a stoning. Uh, they're going to go stone somebody. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Monty Python's uh, Life movie. of Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it yesterday. I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> and I love the the scene where the, <laughs> That's right. somebody they they're stoning a guy to death because he took the Lord's name in vain. He said Jehovah. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> and they were and all the, women pretending, pretending to be men. They're all they're all men who are pretending to be women. women. To pretending uh, to be men. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I love Monty Python. They're just, they're, they're. Uh, it's just so wacky. It's incredibly funny. Yeah. I know. It's irony on top of irony. Yeah. So, any great folks, there, if you haven't seen The Life of Brian, you got to see it if you like that kind of English humor. <laughs> yeah. Most of, I'd say 95% of the troop uh, of the Monty Python group, they were, they're guys, but they play male and female roles, children and everything else. And uh, so, in The Life of Brian, uh, one of the scenes is, is that there's a stoning of a, a, a Jewish guy who took the Lord's name in, in vain, he said, Jehovah, and you aren't supposed to say Jehovah. The, you know, you you can't say that. That That's the Lord's name. Only only the high priest can do that. And so all these women that are dressed up as men who are actually uh, male actors portraying women, uh, they go there and they, <laughs> they end up stoning this guy and the, and the centurion, who the Roman centurion, who said, you can't, don't, don't throw stones just because blah, blah, blah. And he says, and then he says, he said Jehovah. And so they start stoning the centurion <laughs> right. because he said Jehovah. And he's the, he's the one who ended up being killed. That's right. <laughs> and one of the women goes, stone him. And he says, is there a woman in there? And they go, oh, no, 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 no women here. <laughs> it's a cute movie. So if you haven't seen that, go see that. I saw one of the mayors from one of the border towns in Texas and He's saying we don't have any way to take care of these people. They're they're telling these people to come into our town, and they're asking us to care for them, and we don't have any resources. What do you want us to do? And uh, he's cautioning the the feds that these people are going to be in deep trouble. And the other thing that's disturbing is there's no uh, there's no screening for COVID. Uh, there's no vaccination of these people, at least not that we know of. Maybe they're uh, quietly vaccinating them and not telling us. That's but, more likely, yeah. Uh, yeah, using up our vaccines. Right. And then I see in the newspaper that, you know, the this this whole uh, rollout of the vaccine has been a disaster. What are they talking about? There, There's no availability. Are you kidding me? There's empty lines. There's vaccines everywhere now, and people are not going to get them. Like you said, at the, at the dog track over in Tampa. Yeah. 25 so minutes, this? in and out. That was it. I, I know. What, what, what's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, jump in your car and drive over there. You say, well, don't I have to have a special form? You know what? At this point, they're giving it to just about anybody that walks up. But if you want the form, uh, you can certainly have a telemedicine visit with me, and I'll 
shoot you one by fax or email or however you want it. By the way, I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And you can uh, call and, and set up a telemedicine visit and we'll get you in the practice. And uh, the form is, is simple. You don't have to have anything about your medical history on it. All it says is that Dr. Handelman says that you have high risk and you need to get the, the vaccine right away. And I sign it, I send it to you. And if you need that when you go to the uh, drugstore or to the dog track or to Raymond James or wherever they're giving it, you got it. But from what I can tell, they're not even asking anybody for that anymore. Well, I know um, Mike, who uh, one of our other producers here, he's in his 40s and he has diabetes and they gave it to him. Yeah, without a, without a form. Yeah. So, you know. Did you get a form? I didn't need a form. I just walked up. There was nobody there. They didn't care. They just wanted to know if I was over 60 because 60 started on Monday, and I am. So they looked at my driver's license and said, here you go. Yeah. So, you know, come on. This is easy. It is. And I know. And it, it's just uh, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense that they're uh, not uh, not taking advantage of this. And even worse are these stupid people that are telling us, uh, in the press that, that it's been a complete disaster, the rollout of the vaccine. What are you talking about? We're the third largest population on earth and we've had more, you know, bigger percentage of our people vaccinated than, than any other large country. Not to mention that hospitalizations are down, deaths are down, everything is down. Of course. So we're doing and, fine. And that idiot Fauci, he was last year he was saying it'll be years and it'll be this and the vaccine won't be here until fall of 2022 and dr bill didn't say that now did he never no never dr bill said we'll have the vaccine in the fall of 2020 that this will effectively be over and 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 biden's administration is talking about well now by july 4th you can go outside and have a picnic with your family give me a break by july 4th you should be able to go anywhere and do anything without a mask we should have enough people immunized We've got over 100 million doses already sent out. Did you know that? I didn't know it was quite that high, but I already I, given. I think we probably get about, if you count double doses, you know, you probably got about 50 million people that are vaccinated, but they don't have accurate numbers because it lags. You know, you you don't know the the health departments send the numbers in at the end of each week, uh, or month, or whatever, because it takes time to get those from your local county health departments and your doctor's offices and your pharmacies and Raymond James Stadium and FEMA, you know, it, it takes time. And then so the actual numbers lag behind the reality of the situation. We're rapidly getting getting everybody we're, vaccinated. We're getting close to having like almost one-third of the country vaccinated already. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. You know what else is good, Doc? It's time for a break. Getting some coffee. That's right. That's what I'm saying. All right, man. I'm on it. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I am Michael Harrington in Washington. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is abroad this morning. He's arrived in Kabul, Afghanistan, his first trip to that nation as Pentagon chief. And he's facing questions about how long American troops are going to stay in that country. President Biden recently told ABC TV that it would be tough for the U.S. to meet a Trump administration May 1st deadline to get out, but he says he won't extend it too far. VCU kicked out of the NCAA men's basketball tournament shortly before its first round game because of multiple positive coronavirus tests. 
The developer throws in a question whether the 19-day iconic sports event will be able to be held at all as the pandemic continues and teams may be knocked out. Last year's tournament canceled, of course. VCU out uh, against Oregon. Oregon advances without a game. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The future is scary. Machines are taking more and more jobs. Self-checkout, cars are driving themselves. What happened to people? Luckily, there are machines that depend on good old-fashioned and human hands. At National Aviation Academy, you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months. Call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com. The future is scary, but machines won't be prying this career away from you. Visit wingmenwanted.com. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash success. The jewelry store with the most likes, the most positive reviews, the most raving fans is International Diamond Center. IDC is definitely a place that I will come to as long as I live here. This will be my go-to place always. Literally the best jewelry store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. I felt like family from the beginning, and it made a rather daunting task very, very easy. They really take the time to find out what you want or what you desire in a ring. You have to come here. There's no other option. The customer service, the time spent to do what I wanted and what her vision was, there's no other place to go. You know you can go there and you know that you can trust. The value was extraordinary. They genuinely care about their customers. It's not just about the sale. It's about the people. International Diamond Center, the people's choice for selection, quality, value, and service. I've got a beautiful diamond on my finger and I'm very proud of it. International Diamond Center. I'm very happy to show it off. (laughs) Tampa Clearwater in Lakeland, official jeweler of the Florida Gators. AM 860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Radio. 
AccuWeather.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. We'll see a high of 68 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, expect a low of around 60 with uh, clouds once again. Tomorrow, sun returns, at least partly sunny skies with a high of 74, 78 on a Tuesday with sunshine once again. And Wednesday, not too bad, 83 with a mixture of sun and clouds. That's your exclusive AccuWeather forecast on AM860, The Answer. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. A little bit of baby come back, and we're kind of uh, licking our wounds here and wishing Trump was still in office. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do, Ken? While we were in the break, I did a little search. Uh, Bloomberg saying that as of today, 121 million doses have been administered in the U.S. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, of course, uh, lagging by a week or two because not all the reports are in. So we're probably going to be close to 150 million uh, by the end of the week easily. And uh, you figure a lot of those are now J&J. So those are one-shot deals, right? Yeah, I would think we should open this place up completely. I mean, the whole country by Memorial Day. Oh, I'm 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 with you there. Yeah, let's get some and, baseball fans in the stadium. Let's get some concerts going again. Let's get back to life. I've I've had enough of this lockdown. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> this is nonsense, man. But at any rate, so uh, we're we're doing a radio show here on eight sixty AM WGUL, and we're also streaming live. I think on YouTube and Facebook. I see myself here, but not there. But I don't know. Maybe I've got something wrong. I really need uh, an engineer over here at, at the studio with me that knows the video aspect of it. But I want to say, Ken, you did a wonderful job on the weather. <laughs> and <laughs> how many seconds did that take? Twenty-three whole seconds. Twenty-three. That's okay. right. <laughs> and, and you felt like you were, you know, back being a DJ there. It, it brought back my DJ days a little bit when I was doing that. Yeah, that's, DJ days. That's D-A-Z-E right. D-A-Z-E or D-A-Y-S. <laughs> a long time ago. It was 30 years before since I've been a DJ. So. Now, you were very popular up in Chicago, so I understand. Uh, you know. <laughs> I wasn't the best. I wasn't a big-name DJ. I was more of a, how you doing? Good to have you here in the middle of the night kind of DJ. Oh, okay. All right. We still love you. Well, thank you very much. Then I went in the news. I did much better with news. I like news. I like doing news. That's interesting. It's always changing. I had to stop being a DJ because the music became so repetitive that every two or three hours you're hearing the same songs over and over and over and over again when you're doing hit radio anyway, which is what I was doing at the time. So, yeah. Well, you got the brain for news, so that's a good thing. That helps. Yeah. It helps that you're interested. Yeah. I was perusing the Asian Times. There's a couple of articles I wanted to share with you guys. Now, Erdogan, who is the president of Turkey, who has sort of taken over as a dictator um, and voted himself in for an inordinate, inordinate period of time, and uh, he's been very uh, repressive and suppressive and, uh, you know, having some of his political enemies killed and locked up. And uh, so he's, he's, a, he's a little bit of a thug. And it, he wants to take the country back to Islamic fundamentalism. Well, now his popularity is waning uh, now that the European Union is is giving Turkey a hard time. And, of course, with the, uh, with the COVID virus, all the kids are upset and they don't have anything to do. So they're going to go out and protest against whatever the governments are doing anywhere and everywhere. So he's issued 
some new reform programs, or they've passed some new reform programs, uh, ranging from uh, the cost of living uh, controls to human dignity. And uh, of course, his, his critics are saying this is baloney, and, it, and the people that love him are praising him for it. Uh, the economic reform programs, the problem that they're running into is that they won't conform to the uh, human rights uh, treaties that the European Union has set up. And so the European Union is saying, well, we're not going to let you into the European Union. You know, Turkey wanted to join the European Union, Ken, and, and they haven't been able to because of the, uh, uh, the uh, human rights uh, problems. And also, they, they have not had an adequate uh, passport vetting program, and they actually would, would not let some of their own citizens back into the country because of their poor passport uh, uh, system. And, and so the Europeans are saying, well, you know, you're not going to do that. You can't send people over here and not let them back into your own country. And then a lot of the uh, refugees from Syria were streaming through Turkey, and then the Turks were pushing them right over into Greece and then on, onto the European side of, of the uh, Straits of Bosphorus and the Black Sea. And uh, so this, this made for a lot of tension between the European Union. Now that Syria has calmed down and some of this has gone away, but nevertheless, Turkey is still uh, persisting in a lot of their human rights violations. Why is, you know? Tur- why is Turkey buying Russian military SAMs? That's what I want to know. Why are they buying the, what, the S-400 from Russia? You know, they. I think that they are uh, concerned about coming into conflict with Iran and uh, with the uh, Shiites and 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 uh, parts of Syria and parts of uh, parts of northern Iraq, which is a big problem for them because they're a Sunni nation. And you know, they were a democracy uh, until recently. They had been a democracy since the beginning of the last century. And they were they were truly uh, tolerant of Christians and everybody. Now it's gotten a little little uh, little tougher. But people that have gone to Turkey just love it. They say Istanbul is just a wonderful city, and I I would like to see that too. Uh, and I think it's important that we try to maintain good relationships with them because Turkey is sitting there right at the entrance to Eastern Europe. I mean, it's the Asian counterpart of Greece, and the Greeks and the Turks, of course, have been at it for. Millennia, you know, Troy, the Battle of Troy, mm-hmm. that was the Greeks going over to the what's now Turkey side and and taking on the Trojans. And so it's gone back and forth for for 2,500 years. They've been at it, 3,000 years. It's a crossroad, Ken. It's a crossroad for people coming from Asia and Africa into Europe. And it has been for uh, millennia, and it will continue to be. And, uh, you know, the Turks are in a position to control a lot of traffic and a lot of trade, but they're also in a position to be controlled uh, by the European Union. They, they see a bigger market in Europe and the United States uh, than they do in the Middle East. Obviously, you know, you got more affluence. Sure. So if they want to play ball, they got to get in, into, the, uh, into the international community and uh, follow the rules. Uh, that's real simple. Same so, things we've been. That's pretty much same thing we've been telling China. Just follow the rules. Yeah, but China's so big that. <laughs> <laughs> and blue jeans are still under twenty bucks. I've got really I've got a pair of pants, a pair of cotton pants out at Sam's Club that I can wear to work for twelve dollars. 
Okay. I mean, you can't get a zipper for less than five ninety five. You got a point there. That's a pretty good price there, Doc. Why is that? That's because it's, they're not, they don't pay anything in China. That's why. Yeah, they're they're cheap. They're the labor's cheap and yeah. the goods are cheap and everything's cheap. So I don't know. You know, are we going to get into it with the Chinese? I don't see Biden standing up and fighting. Do you? Oh. Uh... I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't know. He hasn't really been tested on that yet. But if, if he keeps sending, uh, if he keeps sending the aircraft carriers through the straits, the Chinese uh, sea there, um, they may fire. At least he'll keep the pressure on them. Well, let's hope he does. Now, if you guys don't know the the uh, the strait between Taiwan and China, uh, it's uh, being claimed by the Chinese as their waters, their territorial waters, because they say they own Taiwan. Taiwan says, oh, we're independent of you guys. And so the United States and Taiwan are sending battleships and, and uh, aircraft carriers through these straits to let the Chinese know that they can't just go over and beat up on Taiwan and take over the country and do, do to Taiwan what they did to Hong Kong, which is take away all of their freedoms and their basic rights. Well, it's international waters. I mean, it's it's it it's is undisputed international waters by treaties. Yeah, and of so. course, the Chinese don't believe in obeying their treaties. Uh, they like to make treaties, but they don't like to obey them. So you so. can't you can't do that, and that's going to be the flashpoint. If there's going to be another flashpoint for a war, it's going to be a Taiwan. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Taiwan or or Iran. Yeah, um, I think that that those are the two flashpoints. But Iran, I think. Uh, Trump was pretty good at, at, at declawing them. They're they're pretty pretty desperate right now. And yeah, the oh, virus has hit them pretty hard as well, and, and they're having trouble getting, I guess, even vaccines right now. Struggling. And militarily, we've we've uh, we've clamped down on them, and I'm sure we've had some clandestine operations to uh, to uh, blow up some of their munitions plants where they were they were making the improvised explosive devices and the rockets and. And of course, the Israelis now have the uh, uh, the the Iron Dome, which is an anti-missile system, but not for big missiles. It's for little little rockets, you know, like the uh, Palestinians fire into Israel. They shoot them down now, and so uh, things are changing, and the technology is moving so fast that uh, it's going to be difficult for Iran to to be a real threat. However, we can't. We can't ease up on them, and I hope Biden and his team realize that. You know, it's the same thing like Woodrow Wilson in, in, in the 1910 to 20 era. He radically and fundamentally changed our foreign policy, but of course the Republicans that came after him uh, were slow to adopt, but eventually they did, and uh, it was the Republican presidents in the 1920s that started clamping down on Japan when they were uh, interfering and taking over Manchuria and Korea and saying, you can't do this or we're not going to sell you oil, we're not going to sell you uh, all the basic supplies that you need, rubber and this and that, and all the things that we had control of that they were buying from us. And, uh, you know, it's important that we remember that we do have those powers to say, no, you can't have what we've got. And I think that Iran, we have to do the same thing. And we have to deny the world of our technology. I mean, Ken, our technology is what what uh, allows these super-duper computerized aircrafts and uh, guidance systems to work. 
So we, we, we have to be very careful about that. And I think that it's important that we not let the Chinese take off with all of our technology. And speaking of the technology, you know, we've got the F-22. We talked about the F-35, what, last week? Yes. And how that all that uh, uh, technology is, has been revealed. The Chinese already have that because the F-35 was a, a community plane. The, several countries uh, wanted to be in on it and, and wanted to help produce it. And we said, okay. Uh, we'll sell the F-35 around the world. And so what we did is we said, like to Japan, Japan said, look, if we don't have some hand in, in the production of this, we're not buying them. So we said, okay, we'll ship these parts and you make these parts and then you put them together over there. Well, when you have eight or ten countries around the world that are doing this, of course, the technology is going to leak out. Yeah. So, But that's why F we keep the F-22 uh, the, uh, the here. The F-22 yeah. is, is a higher tech. But you know what? Uh, here's one of the problems with the F-22. It hasn't been road tested. You know, it hasn't taken on any uh, Russian or uh, Chinese fighter jets. So RED-6 has been invented. Now, RED-6 is a virtual program uh, that's being used for the pilots, and it's out in California. And it allows them to uh, have a simulated air-to-air uh, -air fight with, with Russian and Chinese fighters, and, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, and we need that. I'm, I'm sure that uh, that's not it's not a new idea because we've had simulated uh, training for what two or three decades now. Oh yeah, Top Gun's been doing this for decades. Yeah, yeah, and so so, but now we have this Red Six uh, software package that's been developed uh, in the United States by us, and, and that's important. That, that we have something like this so that our pilots can train and and see what the uh, potential is of, of these of this f-22 aircraft and will it stand up to the uh, to the fighter jets that are being made by the other big powers hmm. I think it will you know I think I, it's a, I think it's the best in the world I really do yeah yeah I don't think there's anything close to it but uh, still it's it's good to have that technology you know it's it's important that we that we have our technology and that we keep it safe and protected from from uh, the Chinese and from other outside entities. And uh, I, I just I can't stress enough the importance of maintaining our our technological advantage, our edge. Uh, now, the next thing that's that's come up, and this is also in the Asian Times, is the uh, the stagflation that a lot of 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 the economists think we're headed for. And so the headlines on this, this article uh, from the Asian Times, which is published in, in Hong Kong and around the world, Biden sleepwalks into a stagflation nightmare. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you see him stumble? Going up the stairs, the Air Force One, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Very, it was very uh, President uh, Ford-like. Listen, first of all, there's absolutely no reason for him to to be walking up those steps. I mean, he this is a man who's in his late 70s, who has Parkinson's disease and who has balance and uh, mobility problems. And they've got an elevator in the in that stupid Air Force One. He can just walk over to that and get in it and go up. Yeah, but then he won't look as manly you know, as presidential. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they have they have like a, a, a much shorter stairs, like four or five steps. One of those kind of things on the bottom of the plane that comes down if you want to use that. So he has met, he's options. He just wants to look presidential. 
And what? this is what happens when you want to do something like that. You end up tripping. And then what? I hope that Saturday Night Live treats him the way they treated President Ford. They just murdered him because he slipped on some steps back in the 70s. Let's see what Saturday Night Live does. And Ford was a quarterback in college. Exactly, yeah. He played football. But uh, um, that was more than just a slip on a step. Uh, and I'm, I'm concerned now you, you know, well, you probably don't know that as part of our Medicare screening now, we have to ask people um, how many falls they have had, if they've had any falls, older people. And we now know that three or more falls a year has a markedly increased uh, mortality, not necessarily from the fall, but from other aspects of, of your health, like uh, Parkinsonian disease or dementia. We know it goes along with, with these diseases. And, of course, your, your risk for uh, aspirating and getting pneumonia uh, go up exponentially when you have Parkinson's disease or uh, dementia of any kind, small vessel disease of the brain. And so this is this is really uh, this is disconcerting that that this man is falling as he walks up steps and he shouldn't be walking up. They should bring him up in the elevator, let him come out on the platform at the top of the steps to the plane and wave to the crowd. I mean, he's got the press covering for him anyway. What what you know, if you want to look presidential, don't fall down this. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And come on. This is not this. <laughs> You know, I, I look as a doctor. I'm just highly critical of whoever his uh, handlers are that they're letting him. That's a long haul up those steps. It is, yeah. I mean, I get out of breath going up one flight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this guy's what's that about thirty or forty steps? At, at least, up? yeah. Oh my God! So you're saying that this is not just a slip. This could be an indication of something more serious. This is. This yeah. is absolutely something more serious. Uh, Parkinson's disease is a movement disorder, and it also has uh, an element of dementia. As you get worsened to the disease, you can have hallucinations. Uh, uh, you have the tremor. Of course, everybody knows about the Parkinsonian tremor, but most people don't know about the shuffling gait, the stiffness. And he has a classic Parkinsonian face where, where you know, how you don't really see him smiling. He's having a hard time smiling. Well, that's because of Parkinson's disease. Now, they've got him on better medications now, and he looks a little bit more animated. But still, you know, all of us doctors in the lunchroom, we're just looking at him and shaking our heads and said, we have elected a man who has Parkinson's disease and has early onset dementia. Not, not early onset, but some early dementia. Now, he he uh, referred to Vice President Harris as president again this week. Is, is that, uh, should we be concerned about that as well? Well, uh, maybe it's time to let the skirts take over. Oh, no, 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 no. You sure? I mean, yeah, I'm uh, sure about that. Please, no. Uh, listen, lipstick is uh, fascinating. Uh, I, I, I'm so, look, certainly she looks. Hey, I'm not. Than, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a woman president. I'm worried about her politics, not so much her sex. You know. Well, yeah, but I thought you said that they're not going to be in power much longer. Uh well, the vice president will be there. It's Congress. Okay, yeah, but Congress. Okay, so if we get. Congress changed, then who cares who's president or vice president? They're not going to get what they want. That's pretty true. That's right. We have to concentrate on Congress for the next couple of year or so. So yeah. let, let the girls have a, a, a go at <laughs> All right. Let's, well, just for fun. Let's see what happens. <laughs> we, we can always undo it. Well, yeah, that's the nice thing about our politics and our system of government. We can do undo anything we don't like in two or three years. So. Yeah, and you know what? Um, as one woman said, well, if it wasn't for men, wouldn't, women wouldn't have the vote. 
Did you ever think about that? That's, that's true in a weird sort of way. That's right. Yes. I mean, you know, if we didn't want them to have the vote, they wouldn't have the vote. Let's face it. We're bigger and stronger and more aggressive. And if we want something as a, as a group, we can take it. That's right. Uh, we're lions. That's exactly what we are. Yeah. We're just, well, I mean, we're big, mean old lions. Mm-hmm. And the, the women are, are, are pretty good at taming us, but we can always go feral again. We can always <laughs> get feral. We can get wild. Anyway, All right. So we got a problem here with, with the uh, stagflation and the amount of money that's being dumped into the economy. And so what's happening is the cost of manufacturing has gone up. And, of course, with, uh, with wage hikes, that's going to be even worse. So what's happening is that the companies are saying, well, look, you, you want us to manufacture, but we don't have a market. And it's costing us more to manufacture per item. So we're going to cut down on the amount of goods so that we can drive the prices up. And along with that comes the, uh, the, the natural inflationary pressures. But when you have inflation, but you don't have uh, uh, the equivalent amount of, of trade and interaction, then what do you got? You got stagflation. And we're back at the same ratios that we were in 72 when we went into the the worst uh, economic decade of my life, much worse than the 2000s. But, uh, of course, you know, the Obama administration played it up like it was the worst thing since the Great Depression, which it was not. Uh, The the decade that had the most negative uh, growth was the 1970s. And, And I don't know if you remember Jimmy Carter, but we got into a stagflation situation there, and he appointed Paul Volcker, Volcker, who was uh, a cigar-smoking, spitfire kind of guy, and and he just said, I'm going to put an end to all this, and he raised interest rates. Remember when they went up to 18%? Yeah, the boy do I ever, yeah. Uh, That was the only good thing Carter did was to put Volcker in power. And fortunately, Volcker and and Reagan got along well, and Reagan agreed with him, and they got the, you know, they tamed the economy, but... uh, it's a bad situation. I'm afraid we're headed down that same path, and I'm concerned that we're going to go into stagflation. And, kid, I've been saying this for months and months that all of this money coming out is inflationary. I went to fill up my, my uh, expedition, Ford Expedition. You know, it cost me over $80 for a full tank of gas. Yeah, that's worrisome, the price of gas. Six months ago, it was $50, $55. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, this is, if you think that we're not in an inflationary uh, spiral. Then you haven't gotten gas in a while. (laughs) Then you haven't gotten gas or bought a house or, or, and the restaurants are going to have to increase their prices. They'll have to. They won't be able to make it. They always pass this, they always pass the cost along. They have to, exactly right. Doc, we're running out of time here. We're about two minutes left here, buddy. Oh, my God. I know. It's been such a fast show today. Well, you know, we talked about a lot of topics, and uh, I do want to emphasize that we're going to have to do something about this inflationary spiral that we're we're going up into, or vortex, or hurricane, or tornado, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we got some real problems going on here, Ken, and uh, if we don't tame it, if, if this administration doesn't wake up, we got big, big, big problems. We're in deep doo-doo, deep, deep doo-doo. All right, well, I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Give me a call, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We got the nail gel study going on. We need a few more people. 
We got telemedicine. We're accepting new patients. We got the Can Care Clinic for Canadians and visitors. We see Americans. We see Ken. We see everybody. We're here for you. So let's get some music and get out of here, Ken. Love you, Ken. Thanks for being here. Trying to forget you was just a